Hello, I'm Sarah Khan and welcome to Backing Brilliant Business, a series by Radio Centre. They're the people helping businesses of all sizes grow with great radio advertising. In this series, I will talk to guests who want to share their own unique expertise and experience to help you with your business. From marketing experts who have reshaped how we see a brand in the marketplace to entrepreneurs who've started at the bottom and are now at the top of their field. Each episode, we'll look through our guest CV to discover the most rewarding and most challenging aspects of their career so far. And we discover their three key lessons in business, the learnings, advice and practices that they want to share to help you be better at whatever it is you do. In this episode, we're delighted to be joined by Tim Campbell, MBE. Tim is an English businessman best known as the winner of the first series of the British version of The Apprentice. Since landing the big job alongside Lord Sugar, Tim has gone on to have an incredible career. He is a startup specialist across many sectors, including recruitment, government and transport, and an industry leader in many more. He landed the honour of an MBE for his services to enterprise culture in 2012 and went full circle in 2022, appearing on the 16th series of The Apprentice as Lord Sugar's aide. Today, he joins us to talk about his chosen theme, making the most of any opportunity, and shares three lessons that will help you with your business. Mr. Tim Campbell, okay, good morning. Hello, Mrs. Syrah Khan, or Mrs. Hyde, actually. (laughs) So, Tim, basically, on this podcast... What I'm going to do with all my guests, what I do is I go through their CVs and we chat about some of the high points, some of the low points, and really just to kind of understand the lessons that you've learned in business so that you can really impart those to our listeners. All right. So I'm going to just imagine me a really good looking version of Lord Sugar. I know it's not hard, is it? You've already you're there. Look at some good-looking siren. And what I'm going to do is just pick through your CV, okay? But before we start on the apprentice, because this is going to really be about you and me, our experiences, what we learned, and how we got over some of the obstacles. I want to start with your background. Tell me about you growing up, because I, from the Tim that I know, you're very much shaped by your roots by the way you were brought up. And just tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I grew up in a working class background in East London. And that's where we have very similar things, you and I, Sarah, because I remember meeting you in The Apprentice and very early on, we made that connection as working class individuals. And I think as a working class individual, you are very much aware of the fact that you have to make good impressions from very, very early on. And it's whether or not you're going out to your favourite event, you might be going to a wedding, I might be going to a church, you put on your best garment, your, your best shoes, and then you come home, you take them off and you've got ones with holes in it, and then you, you, your clothes are all disrobed. But it was always about putting your best foot forward. And actually, from a working class background, that was really important about navigating the world of work. Because actually, whether you're talking to the receptionist, you're talking to the chief executive, you knew about how to be flexible. So you learned very early on that your impressions counted, but actually you had to do what I call, and had been referenced by lots of psychologists, code switch, depending on where you were and what you wanted to do. And I thought, I actually believe strongly 
that coming from a working class background empowered me to be a very good code switcher and understand where power was in organisations. What was your very first job then after you left university? Oh my God, my very first official job was working for the public sector for Transport for London. And I was on the graduate programme for human resources. From there, you went on to The Apprentice. Tell us how you got onto the application form. Mine's really simple. I just come back from travelling, Tim. I was literally 32 years old, come back from a year of travelling, and I was sitting selling advertising space for workthing.com, and an email landed on my desk, and it said, BBC Two looking for people to come on the show. Lesson number one, if you want to be in it, then do something about it. Very simple email. You could have looked at it and said, oh, no. You could have looked at it and said, things like that don't happen to me. This is a scam. This is a, I just went, whatever it is, I'm going to go in. Put my name down. I got an interview and then the rest is history. But you've got to take action. What was the precise moment for you? Because I don't know this story because I don't think we've ever had it. How did you get to that interview? I was working for the public sector for uh, London Underground at the time. An email came in to me saying, apply for the BBC show The Apprentice. And I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. What is this all about? And at the time, I was a graduate recruiter manager for Trackwood London. And I sent it to lots of people I'd employed. So I sent it to lots of people out. And I said, you should apply for this. You should go for this. Um, and they said, no, I can't be bothered. I'm really too busy. I'm not interested. What's this rubbish? Blah, blah. The day before the application closed, I filled out the application form. And I sent it off. What made you do it, Tim? What made you do it? I was sitting there. I was like, what have I got to lose? What have I got to lose? And that was it because I, I, I looked at the opportunity. And I, I did this thing. And I think lots of entrepreneurs, business people, people in life have got to do this, right? Is that I looked at where I was. And I looked at the opportunity of what was presented. And I saw a gap. And I said, can I jump that gap by myself? Or should I take this opportunity to get me there? Because at the time I was on five figures, a nice five figure salary. And the opportunity we applied for was to six. And I thought, if I get this, I could get this straight away. So this, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm right? That was it, it was as simple as that. So I think we've got to be really rational about the opportunities that we're presented with. It's like, okay, if you're in a place now and somebody tells you to do something there, can you get to where they're offering you to get by yourself? And if you can, cool, you've got no problem. But if it, 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 it presents you an opportunity to accelerate what you want to create or want to achieve, go and do it. Take that study course, go on that holiday, go on that retreat, do that exercise regime, whatever it might be, because if it is going to get you closer to that thing on your phone, that vision that you've said, run 100 miles for it because you'll regret it. And that's the worst thing ever in the world, regret, and I've never had to worry about that. Moving on then, once we kind of got into the competition, we... I think what became really clear was leadership styles. And I remember, so after the first few tasks, you start to understand, oh, okay, the strength of this person is here, the strength of that person is there. Now, for me, I think in in business, the leaders that I respect and the leaders I try to emulate with my own style are ones that can get people to respect them. And respect is a very important part of leadership where it doesn't matter about what box you put in, do people respect you? Because let's be clear, you and I have had people working with us, for us, and uh, and against us sometimes, who are very different from who we are. But that's okay, because I don't want everybody to be the same as me in my business or the stuff that we're doing. I want people to come with, do fresh, fresh ideas to add more value to what I'm doing. 
I think, Tim, what I learned as well, like we both had very different leadership styles and the way people reacted to them was very, very interesting. But actually, you and I, throughout the whole process, interestingly, out of everyone, we were together the whole time. We never worked together, but we were competing the whole time, but we had enormous respect for each other. Um, And that's quite interesting because I think it goes to show that you can respect somebody even if they are totally different to you. And actually, you were my, what is it, yang to my ying and you were my, you know, whatever it is, because the opposites attract. But what was really interesting, as the series went on, the respect we had for each other grew and grew and grew because then our commonality in terms of our values and morals, which are very important in business, that's what kept us constant. These are all things I think as people in business, we have to kind of really appreciate. This podcast is brought to you by Radio Centre, who are helping businesses across the UK grow with radio advertising. Head to radiocentre.org forward slash business to discover how radio can boost your company's performance, find out how the radio process works, hear from businesses who found success with audio advertising, access free training and even search for and be linked with stations in your area. You can find out all that and more at radiocentre.org forward slash business. There was winning and losing along the way in The Apprentice. I learned more when I lost than when I won. Tell me why it's so important to make mistakes in business and, and why it was important for us to go into the boardroom and fight to survive in that scenario. Yeah, I think we, we, we've grown up in a generation where everybody wants to win and everybody is told that they're a winner. And I think actually that is damaging from a psychological perspective to people's development and the attainment of more. Because let's look at it. I think about all the great transitions in our history over, over time. And the most innovation has come around when there have been hardships developed. Recently, COVID, whether or not people believe in vaccines or not, think of the whole medical community focusing all their effort to create a vaccine in such a short period of time. The biggest adversity facing everybody, and then all of a sudden, out of, out of that comes the, the vaccine that may help us to survive in the future in a different way of working. Let's hope they can focus on other things like cancer, Alzheimer's, and other things as they have done with this particular virus. When you think about the Industrial Revolution and the development of steam and uh, shipping, uh, getting uh, goods across the world using the internet, all of these developments, these step changes have come out of, of hardship and difficulty. And I think what we have is a generation that's being taught that you're always going to be told the best about you and how everything's okay. But actually, you learn most about what you need to develop and what's not for you from when things have gone wrong. What needs to happen is a really honest appraisal. And in The Apprentice, we got a very honest appraisal when we made mistakes. I remember that when we were in Harrods, selling stuff in Harrods, and we got a very honest appraisal. I won that task, by the way. To be fair, that task did play to my strength. It was all about sales. And if I wasn't going to do well in that task, I might as well have gone home. But it, it, it was brilliant. But you know what, Tim? I would just want you to focus your mind on when you were in that boardroom, you were called in, you lost. How did you get yourself from not being fired? What Do you remember what you did? 100%. I, I said, the big thing for me, all the way through the process, this is what people have to realise about mistakes, is that they are inevitable. 
you are going to mess up. At some point in your life, your career, your relationship, something is going to go wrong. But if you don't believe that or you're not prepared for that, it's a huge shock for you when it does happen. So to the point I was making before, surrounding young people with this image that they are perfect and everything's going to be okay, it's dangerous because actually when they go out and they're outside of your helicopter parenting and, and cotton wool environment and somebody trips them up metaphorically and physically, they won't know what to do. So in that situation when I had failed and lost at a particular task, to the lovely siren you were to be on that particular day. Um, just that, just that one day it was, to be fair. You sit back and you first, you have to acknowledge that you have lost because the denial process is the most damaging thing for people because they'll deny that something's going wrong. They'll deny that, that the, 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 the dodgy text message is the, is the husband or wife to you. They'll deny that, that that sale that they lost was because their product's crap. If you are honest, then you can actually get to the root of the problem. I was always listening to Lord Sugar. He, he came in on me hard, but I was like, he's trying to teach me something every week. Every week he wants me to know that whatever he said the week before, I've put it into action. I've learned. I'm, I'm learning. That was the first thing. So that's, you know, that's it. Secondly, always take responsibility for your mistakes. I can't sit down and go, it's Paul's fault. Never blame, take responsibility. You cannot blame the reason your business went down the hill because of other people. If you are in charge, you have to take responsibility. And the third thing, like you say, you're human. You have to put your hands up. And I think I said, you know, I'm tired. I'm missing my family. I'm exhausted. I'm going to put my hands up. I, 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 I lost the plot. I lost the plot. And as soon as you, and I say this to my children now, you know, business lessons and life lessons are interlinked. I say, don't lie to me. Just tell me what happened because then I can help you. And I think, you know, and when people say, what's Lord Sugar like? He's hard, but fair. Fair. That's exactly, exactly the, there's no ambiguity. There's no wooliness. I love people like that because there is too much duplicitous nonsense around where you have to cut through layers of all, crap and it was so refreshing to be connected to somebody who just was themselves and I, that's, I've always loved that about you and I think more people now are cut slowly coming up to the realization that no matter what suit you're wearing with whatever label of somebody else's family on your chest or whatever handbag you have or whatever car you drive it means diddly squat if you turn up and you're not who you are because it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. I think I think what I learned from Lord Sugar, what he's always looking for in people is actions and behaviors. What's your actions and what are your behaviors? It's really, really key. And I think for our series, series one, back in 2005, anybody listening from a different background, from a minority background who don't go to the top schools, I think meritocracy is something that is so important in our country I don't think we're there I think we are still based on class and what, what school you went to and what uniform you wear but if you have meritocracy which the apprentice gave us on that show if you have a level playing field and you judge everybody the same what happens is you get a surprising result you get two people the most oppressed in our society a young black man and that well I wasn't that young I was 32 but an Asian Muslim woman who actually society has for so long just kind of wiped over not even you know unless you're talking about disadvantage had no voice you only had a voice through the eyes of people looking at you for reports disadvantage poverty restrictions actually 
on a mainstream show, give people the level playing field, a young black man, young Asian Muslim woman in the final. And not only that, we were then, because of what we achieved, ended up working for Lord Sugar for a few years. And both of us, and that was a great thing. It's like, you won it, and he could have just kicked me off to the pile. But he actually said, you know what? There's something about you, Con. Let's just get you in. Let's let's see. And from that opportunity, from getting an email to then changing our lives forever, it was just about taking part. So listen, I can talk to you forever. I know you've got to go. You're a busy man. So lesson number one, we talked about different leadership styles, they do complement each other. It's really important. Like Lord Sugar doesn't surround himself with mini versions of himself. He surrounds himself with skills that he doesn't have, which makes him a great leader. Don't judge a book by its cover was lesson number two. Give it time. Ask questions of people. Observe them. Look and look at their actions and behaviors. And lesson number three, lessons can be learned in winning and losing. But take responsibility. Don't blame people and put your hands up because you're human and you're bound to make mistakes. Listen, before you go, this is for a, a radio center. There's three lessons there. I know that you listen to hip hop and I know you listen to rap. I want you to come up just now quickly with a radio jingle. They just heard Tim Campbell's podcast on backing business, backing brilliant business. They will hear many more guests. But what are your lessons that you can sing to us or rap to us that's going to remind people of what they want to take home from your from your podcast? Well, I can't I can't rap or sing because my 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 skills were never my skills were much more spreadsheets than they were in song sheets, right? People should get on to their, their, their download materials, whatever, whatever platform they use, and listen to a song by Freddie McGregor. It's called I Was Born a Winner. When people um, are in dark places or they're worried about what they need to do, I don't fully buy into the world is uh, a meritocracy will create better things. I think if you get everybody the same thing, you still have entrepreneurs like you and me who would do more, who would want more, and that's fine. What we do need to do is create that level playing field where everybody can try whether it's financial freedom that I'm creating with OSTC and teaching people to trade, or it's the work that we did through Bright Ideas Trust helping people start business. The key thing with that song by Freddie McGregor, a great Caribbean Jamaican um, legend himself, it means that every single person was born with a talent or skill that they can utilize. So I've seen people leverage what they have in order to get what they want. So don't just look outside everybody was born a winner you have an opportunity to do some amazing stuff mr campbell your time is my pleasure thank you so much for giving us your energy your time your insightfulness and you know good luck with the apprentice and you're a star and i love you from the bottom of my heart you're amazing thank you that was amazing well that's been the backing brilliant business podcast with me Syra khan and i really hope you've enjoyed the many words of wisdom that came from our chat There'll be more amazing guests to come in the series with plenty of business lessons to be learned. So please subscribe and leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to follow Radio Centre across all of their socials on Instagram at Radio Centre underscore UK and on Twitter at Radio Centre. The Backing Brilliant Business series was produced by Audio Always for Radio Centre and co-created by Eardrum. Visit radiocenter.org forward slash business for more information.